0: Welcome to another episode of Paleo Runner Podcast, a show helping you find better ways to live, run, and eat. I'm your host, Aaron Olson. The website for the show is paleorunner.org. Follow me on Facebook.com runpaleo or on Twitter at RunPaleo. The sponsor for the show is 3Fuel. Three 3Fuel Three is a sports strength that gives you fat, protein, and carbohydrates. It's made from coconut, grass-fed whey protein, and a slow-releasing starch. To get 10% off your order, go to 3 and use the promo code 3FOLSEN. My guest today is Jeff Ford. Jeff discovered the gift of running and triathlon late in life. He used to be the fitness director at Hilton Head Health, the number one weight loss spa in the country, rated by Fox News. And he has recently given up that title to focus his pursuit and passion for coaching and training. Jeff is a full-time trainer and coach at CrossFit Hilton. As well as a assistant cross country coach at Bluffington High School. Jeff works with Brian McKenzie and the rest of the CrossFit Endurance team leading seminars and training endurance coaches all over the country. He also has the goal of running a marathon in all fifty states. Jeff, it's great to have you on the show.
1: I appreciate it, Aaron. Thanks for taking the time to have me.
0: Yeah, it's great uh it's great to talk to you today. Uh Jeff, one of the first questions I like to ask my guests is what have you had to eat so far today?
1: <laughs> That's a uh perfect uh question Aaron. I've actually had eggs, bacon, uh and a little bit of fruit in the morning and then I I just had uh, a Lara bar just to keep me rolling through uh through the rest of the day.
0: Okay. So is uh are you do you typically do uh what what is your typical schedule for eating? Do you do, you do three meals a day and snacks or what do you got going on?
1: Uh it really depends on the activity level, especially when I'm traveling if I'm headed to, you know, a seminar, I, I don't really eat a whole lot. Um, but, you know, mostly in the morning time, protein and fat right off the bat. Uh, and then I add starches depending on the, the level of the day. Uh, so lunch is, is typically a salad greens, you know, lean protein. Uh, and then dinner, you know, is, is pretty straightforward. Again, some vegetables, uh, meat. And then, uh, just depending on the day, I might have, you know, a little bit more carbohydrate or the, uh, training load.
0: Okay. Okay. So tell me a little bit about how you got interested in running. Um it says on the on your website that you got interested in it late in life.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Um what, when I moved to the island to work for Hilton at Health out of uh Clemson University, I came right over. Um I had never, you know, I'd played sports in high school, hadn't done uh you know, wasn't competitive at the college level or anything like that. I I kind of found this gift uh when I went to a local 5K in my first 5k just went out, you know, my, uh, other staff members had encouraged me to, uh, run the 5k and, you know, I finished second overall and it was like 19 minutes. Um, so I was like, man, maybe I should, you know, pursue this a little bit further.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and how old were, were you when you first ran that race?
1: Uh, I was gosh, probably about 21 years old at that point.
0: Okay. And how, how old are you now?
1: Uh, I am now 26 years old and a lot has changed since then.
0: <laughs> so yeah, tell tell me about what's changed. You you've now run a sub 250 marathon and you've re- reached a ha- half ironman finish of under 5 hours. Uh how did you move up to to the longer distance?
1: Yeah, great question. Um so I started out like most runners, just going online finding that uh training plan and uh you know, it increased the mileage and you know, found that I kept getting these nagging injuries. It was overwhelming. I, you know, I'd have to stop the training. Um, you know, but the, once I got up to the marathon distance, it's like that classical progression. You run the 5k, you want to, you want to do the 10k, then you go to the half and then you go to the full. Uh, and of course the, uh, the way of doing that is to, you know, just add more miles, right? Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I ran, got up to the marathon at Charlotte and I actually did qualify, uh, traditional for Boston right off the bat. Um, but I ran, it was, it was about a three Oh seven, if I can remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, not a bad time for
0: a first time marathon.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't complain, man. I, I did feel pretty good, but there were, you know, still those aches and pains, uh, Mm -hmm. for the first two years of, of kind of my running career.
0: So what happened, what happened, uh, with your running that it changed?
1: Uh, well, kind of the way I went about it is. Uh, I joined a CrossFit gym once I got to Hilton Head. That's CrossFit Hilton Head. We're now, uh, called the Conviction Training Facility. So we've rebranded the business where, in, in order to attract endurance athletes a little bit, but we also offer yoga classes and conditioning classes. Uh, and yeah, uh, my, you know, my, um, uh, the owner who was, who was then, you know, just strictly my coach at the time. And, you know, my, uh, I'm the manager of his business now. He, uh, you know, he encouraged me to just go ahead and, uh, go all in with CrossFit Endurance, like give it a shot, you know, follow, come in here, do three to four uh, wads a week, and then, uh, you know, do, do just follow the, the CFE website. And uh, from there, after I had completed that, again, with actually no technique experience, uh, that's when I hit a PR, it was about a 17 minute PR where I ran uh, 249 making that that switch.
0: Wow, that's that's pretty incredible. So, tell me about that CrossFit type of training. Did you just add strength uh, CrossFit to your plan, or did you also change your running as well?
1: Yeah, so great, great question. Uh, and this is uh, where CrossFit endurance can sometimes get some slack. Is it's it's you know it's hard to do everything. So when I made the switch, you know, like most folks excited about fitness, you know, more is always better. Um, in a lot of uh, uh runners' minds, or especially endurance athletes' minds. Uh, so I was, gosh, I started five CrossFit workouts a week and then I did keep my mileage still close to like 40 miles a week. And uh, I'm going to tell you that it's a lot different now these days. Um, but yeah, it, it changed a lot. It's changed. The mileage has changed tremendously now. And then that's how I got hooked up with Brian, uh, after this race, uh, where I really then started to focus more on technique.
0: Okay, so your mileage has changed and your technique has changed. Let's talk a little bit about mileage first. What's what are you doing different now?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I actually just recently ran a marathon, and uh, I know you know how it is, Aaron mm-hmm. running a running a website, a podcast, and a business. It you know you're a pretty busy guy, <laughs> right? So so training is isn't always um, that easy to squeeze in. So I've you know I found this way is more of a lifestyle approach uh, to where I can actually pull off. Uh, a a very much low degree of mileage to where, you know, typical week when I'm training for a marathon, uh, is definitely less than 20 miles a week. Uh, I would say 20 miles a week is now peak, uh, to where, when I'm getting a little bit closer, amping the conditioning up, uh, average is anywhere from 10 to 15 miles a week mileage wise.
0: So, Jeff, uh, you said that you're now running fifteen, some 10 to 20 miles a week. And what do you think you could run your marathon in now doing that lower uh, volume?
1: Yeah, great question. Uh, I actually just recently, two weeks ago, went out and ran another marathon because I've been a little bit more focused on triathlon training. Um, but I ran 251.49 uh, up at the Monumental Marathon in Indianapolis. Uh, and it was the lowest amount of mileage I've ever done in prep. And, uh, I actually felt the best out of any race, uh, to date and, and, uh, negative split at the marathon. I, I think I had 245 out there, to be honest. <laughs> that,
0: that's, that's incredible. So you, you're, <laughs> you're cutting your, your volume in half and you're, you're performing, you know, you're not setting a PR, but you're almost at where you were at and, and you're squeezing it into your life where you've got this business you're running, you're training people. Um, and that's, that's interesting to me because we've all got things going on with, uh, our kids and everything. Uh, so tell me about how how do you break up your week with with only running approximately twenty miles a week?
1: Yeah, so great question. You know, um, obviously I look, uh, work for CrossFit Endurance, and you know, love the opportunity I have with them to share the protocol because I I fully believe in it. Um, and depending on the athlete, you know, you can tweak it in certain ways. So I've I've sort of found out what works for me. Um, so typically, you know, I do two days of very strict strength training. And, you know, the two simplest exercises for exercises for runners and uh, triathletes is, you know, to be uh, squatting and deadlifting weekly. So I get myself involved in very specific strength cycles. uh, And this is only when I'm, you know, in prep for a race and it's only about eight to 12 weeks out from any race. Um, So two days of very strict strength with accessory work. uh, And then depends on the weeks, two to three Metcons or CrossFit style conditioning. And then from the sport specific side of things, it's a uh, one shorter interval, one long interval, and then uh typically a tempo or time trial like classic uh CrossFit endurance.
0: Okay. So, what is your longest run leading up to that uh 251 marathon?
1: Aaron, I was hoping you were going to ask this question, man. <laughs> um uh my longest run, you know, for any marathon prep now, for me personally, and this doesn't, you know, go for all of my athletes, it always depends on the athlete. Uh, it was, uh, 13 miles. So I did a time trial half marathon and, and that was it.
0: Wow. That, did you do that time trial on your own or did you, uh, jump in a race?
1: I, I very much encourage races, uh, cause as you know, with the CrossFit endurance protocol, intensity is key once we've cleared technique. Uh, but that was at a race, uh, locally, um, you know, prior to the event.
0: Mm-hmm. And what did you run for time?
1: Uh, honestly it was not the best performance. Um I've got, you know, I I actually PR'd my half marathon last year and placed first overall uh, at a at a half marathon and ran a 117. Um, this one was 123. The course was uh pretty disgusting. Um all the times were slow, but uh yeah, the the uh marathon panned out fine so I got got the work in.
0: Okay. So this is really interesting to me. So you, you've only ran 13 miles. And I think for a lot of people, that's, that's probably doable if they're, even if they're, they've got work and family, because 13 miles, you can get that done. Um, you know, most people in, in probably under two hours, maybe two and a half at the most. And exactly. So, so what's your confidence level like? You're, you're lining up for the marathon. You know, you've got to go double the distance <laughs> you've ever ran in the past 12 weeks. What what are you what are you uh, what are you thinking for pacing and and what's your confidence like?
1: Yeah, great question. That's you know that's where I was talking about. It. It's very individual as far as the, the longest run for the athlete. Um, you know, I've been doing this protocol now for you know close to four years, and I teach the protocol. So um, what I get when I step up to a starting line, um, you know, I know I've been there before. I know what it's going to feel like. And I always go back to the strength training. I know I've made myself a durable athlete. And I also think about the technique as well as I know that I can maintain position over the course of this marathon better than, you know, 95% of the people that are out there. Um, So for me, I always go back to I've been there before and uh, technique and strength will prevail in endurance sports. And it's like this uh, secret weapon.
0: Mm. So what about your pace? Um, What kind of pace... If you have if you really haven't <laughs> run farther than thirteen, what 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 do you start out that first mile at?
1: Yeah, exactly. So I'm very conservative and, and like any uh runner, it that comes with time and it comes with experience. Um so you know, I, I aimed for a six forty at this most recent one. Um and uh I I go through the calculation process just like most athletes, is these algorithms like uh dot com is a simple way for it to you know, for you to figure out where you should be at, because your mile time doesn't lie. Your 5k time certainly doesn't lie. Uh, really, all I need to see is, is closer to a 10k time. And I know a lot about an endurance athlete. So um, I, I see what my most recent time trial effort is uh, in a 10k or even that half marathon. And then I, uh, you know, pace accordingly to that. So uh, always trying to negative split. I, I can't be more uh, strict on that.
0: Okay, so you go to that calculator online, you plug in your most recent time trial, and it, it, it'll it spit out a marathon time. And for you, that's been fairly accurate?
1: Yeah, it's been right on. And, um, you know, it's course depending. So we, we know as runners, we've got variables on, uh, you know, the amount of grade in the course, the temperatures that we're looking at. Uh, but again, I'll factor that those factors in, um, in deciding how aggressive I want to be uh, come, come race day.
0: Mm-hmm. And you also mentioned technique. Tell me about what's so important about technique.
1: Uh, you know, I, I love all the books that are coming out now. It's finally, folks are starting to see that there is one standard to run technique. Um, so, it, as far as technique for me, it's drills before every single run. You know, even if I only have that five to 10 minutes. Uh, it's ingraining that habit uh, and making sure I'm moving correctly in all my sessions because I know long term I will be able to hit that goal of of 50 marathons if I'm moving correctly. Um, So typically even uh, our athletes who, you know, come to me for remote training or personal training, you know, it's four to six weeks of just technique work um, before we add any intensity or any volume. Uh, So just my vision and why technique is so important. Uh, just like Brian has mentioned, um, is that, you know, you, you got to do everything to your best ability and, and every single sport, no matter it's Olympic lifting has a great deal of technique to it.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was that something that, that was difficult for you to figure out the technique at first?
1: Yeah, it was tough Aaron, uh, you can talk to, to Brian about when I attended, uh, my first CrossFit endurance seminar and, uh, Like, gosh, I couldn't even, you know, I couldn't even jump rope. Um, It was very difficult to learn how to pull versus push. Uh, And I was heel striking way out in front. And you name the injury, I had it. So uh, that's kind of, you know, why I've I've turned rogue, as you say, with endurance sports. Um, And that, you know, technique is all about injury prevention. And it, it was very difficult for me to grasp that first until I really got serious about it. Um, because of how much I, you know, had read and, and believed in Brian.
0: Mm-hmm. So is this, is this a the, you, I believe you're talking about the pose technique. Is is that something that someone could figure out just by say, putting on a pair of uh, flexible shoes, like the Vibram five fingers or something, or is there a lot more to <laughs> it?
1: Yeah, very good question. Um, so there is way more to it um, than, uh, I, I, it's almost, it's almost unfortunate the respect that running uh, do, you know, doesn't get in regards to technique is, you know, any other sport you look at it, uh, you know, someone teaches you something about it, how to move properly swimming, the most technical sport probably on the planet. Um, I do practice post technique. I've learned that from all the head coaches at, at CrossFit endurance. And that's what we teach to our athletes. Um, but it's a, you know, it's one of those things you need eyes on you, you need constant video analysis and you're, Always have to go back to it. It's a you know it's a a, a lifetime of mastery there.
0: Mm-hmm. You know I'd like to get down a, a little bit more into the details of your training. Um, okay. You said that you do, you'll do a short interval workout, a longer interval ro- workout, and uh, then a, like a tempo run or a time trial. Um, okay. What what's give me a flavor of what those interval sessions are like?
1: Yeah, you name it, man. I'm constantly testing new intervals. Um, interval training it's like programming. You don't have to get too carried away with it. Uh, as long as you stick to something and know you're testing something, it, it's 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 bound to work or you're going to know it didn't work. But as far as a short interval session, you're looking at anything under 71 seconds. So uh, that's very critical from an anaerobic and aer- aerobic perspective is, uh, you know, we're going for different energy systems in these intervals. So Uh, for short interval, less than 71 seconds, that could be, you know, for me close to a 400 meter or less. Uh, and then long interval, anything over 71 seconds to be quite honest. Uh, so an 800 meter all the way up to the mile repeat. I'm a big fan of, you know, simple five to eight mile repeats as a, as a prep session in, uh, in accordance with marathon training.
0: Okay. Now, so let's say you have your, the week of that half marathon that you did leading up to your marathon. Would you still do two interval sessions? I feel like I might be a little bit wiped out if I had to do two interval sessions and then a, a half marathon time trial.
1: Totally, and that's um, that's the balance of CrossFit Endurance. So it, it goes back to who's the athlete uh, and uh, how have they prepped themselves. So typically that Thursday, um, I will, because I want to get a good number, Uh, and understand, you know, where my conditioning level is at so I can get the proper pacing for the marathon. Um, You know, I'm going to do, I'm going to taper that off typically in that week, just a little bit. I'm going to keep my conditioning and I'm going to be careful on the strengths and things just so I can make sure to get a good number. So I actually, on that Tuesday, um, do still do a pretty much a regular, interval session usually of the longer variety and then that uh thursday before the saturday half marathon uh you know i'm dialing it back to you know easy hundreds but 200s at race pace
0: okay okay at, at your half marathon race pace or, or what race exactly pace? okay all right, so you're you're doing you're doing these two interval sessions, then you're doing your tempo run or time trial. Now, do you ever get to the point where you've kind of reached a limit in your time trials and and you start to plateau? And w- what do you do at that point?
1: As someone who has to self test, run a business, remote coach, stand up my athletes, my training does have to come secondary. Um, but if we see that with an athlete, uh, there's a couple of variables. Then we look at recovery. So when that uh, time trial is plateauing, there's something going on typically with with the recovery piece. It could be sleep, it could be the mobility habits. uh the lifestyle is a huge thing. You'll hear me say lifestyle over and over again. Uh, but those are a lot of the variables that we then look at
0: Mhm mhm so do you ever i mean, would you ever reach a point where you'd say okay i I've kind of you know reached my peak here now I need to you know try a different time trial distance or would you just keep doing mm-hmm. the same ten k week after week?
1: No. Yeah. Great question. It's always different. Um, Ben Greenfield. I think he's another guy that's uh, been on your podcast before, uh, Mm -hmm. or I know, you know, know the name. He uh, I I like what he does. He's he's big on the recovery. Uh, He's got different longer type intervals. So we mix that in there that can serve as like some tempo intervals. So continuing to change the blocks of training is I'm a you know, I'm a test guy for sure. Um, and then depending on the athlete, I'm not going to lie. We'll add, we'll add a fourth run, uh, once we've cleared the variables. So once we've cleared their recovery, uh, even go into heart rate variability. Um, you know, again, it depends on the athlete. I'm not going to have, uh, you know, father of two business owner, uh, getting too carried away, um, with the numbers, unless he does want to, you know, take his game to the next level. Um, but To answer your question very specifically, um, only when we've cleared the recovery pieces, the technique, uh, and that there's, you know, we haven't tried to switch anything on the strength end of things either because there's different um, strength routines uh, that we will uh, play with our athletes with because I like different responses, whether it's conjugate method, you know, linear strength bias, um, or, you know, even another set of uh, rep schemes that I like for endurance athletes.
0: Okay. Talk to me a little bit about your nutrition. You're a 3Fuel ambassador. How do you use 3Fuel during your marathon?
1: Yeah, so 3 Fuel's is uh, pretty new to me. Um, I, to be honest with 3Fuel, it's most of a, you know, it's an everyday drink for me because I'm just so all over the place with, with athletes and, you know, running uh, conviction training that it's crazy to get in good whole foods and nutrition all the time. Um, in race, you know, I still typically use the course. Um, so I, unfortunately there's, uh, there's plenty of healthier ways to do it. Um, I'm totally on board with that and, uh, I haven't been able to get to the point where I can test those ways. So I haven't brought it into the race setting yet. Um, but fueling for races, uh, typically using just different products that are supplied by the course or something my body's already used to.
0: How about during training? Like say during, if you do, uh, a a longer type, uh, tempo run, will you take any nutrition or are you just good with water?
1: Yeah, that's, that's the, uh, uh, money question there is, uh, 90 minutes or less, nothing. Um, mm-hmm. just, just hydration. Uh, that's the, that's the key in the, the, uh, nutrition beforehand and the nutrition after is more important to me as an athlete, as a coach.
0: Okay. How about your, your day to day nutrition? I, I, um, I know we talked about that in the beginning, but, uh, yeah. how, how do you know how many carbs to take in, how much protein and things like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I was more, uh, dialed in, uh, I do have goals of getting to Kona and I think I'm on the right track there, uh, and continue to get these times down. Um, I'm not super specific with it. It's very, it's very much based off feel. So I'm not strict paleo by any means. Um, but I believe in the method. I, I know that, uh, the closer I get to that, uh, the better my race go. And even with the uh, monumental marathon, I was very strict the month leading up. Um, so, day to day you know i do just try to keep the carbs not too crazy uh there's no point to that obviously um but it's not very very specific to where i could give you grams uh mm. or you know calories or anything like that
0: okay and then when you're out there on the marathon course uh how much how much are you taking in
1: uh standard blueprint you know it it, it depends on the athlete um i I know about all the ways to fuel I'm very or I can never say, you know, about all the ways to fuel. (laughs) Um, But uh, uh, when I'm out on the marathon course, typically 200 calories per hour and electrolytes are very important, which are not uh, talked uh, talked about. So electrolytes and hydration is a lot where I focus my attention Uh, as an athlete who is a lower carb athlete. Um, you know, we're, we're programmed a little bit better to burn fat when we're out there. So I don't need as much as, you know, say someone else who's, who's programmed to, you know, have to take in that sugar, but I do have to replace it because that's the fuel I've obviously selected, uh, for these events currently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, you know, Jeff, we're coming up towards the end of the show here. And, uh, the last question that i like to ask my guests is if you had three months to train, you didn't have to worry about your job or paying your bills. How fast do you think you could run one mile?
1: How fast could I run one mile? Well, gosh, man, current current mile is right at about four four fifty three, four fifty four um, on a track. You know, I think if I really trained for that, four four thirty, no problem. Awesome. I, I I think especially putting a specific focused uh, training plan towards towards the mile distance.
0: Great. Well, Jeff, it was really good talking with you today. Where should people go to find out more about you?
1: Uh, Thanks, Aaron. I I had a blast talking to you. I appreciate you uh, fitting me in uh, to the show and uh, electing me to to be on. Uh, I love your content. Uh, I'm a follower now for a long time, and I'm going to share that with my athletes. Uh, To to find me, uh, convictiontraining.com slash endurance. Uh, We post blogs pretty much three or four a week. There's always training tips on there. We've got a resource on how to fix a lot of the mechanics ends of things. And, uh, you know, just great resources on there for any athletes who are, you know, looking to make a switch and and, you know, go the uh, less is more approach, quality over quantity.
0: Awesome. Well, Jeff, it was great talking with you. Thanks so much for being on the show.
1: Appreciate it, Aaron. You have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to another Paleo Runner podcast. If you like podcasts, you're also going to like Audible.com. Audible has over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Kindle, Android, or MP3 player. You can even burn a CD of the audiobook if you like. It's a great way to learn while you're driving in the car or cleaning up around the house. One of the great things about Audible is that if you decide that you don't like the book you've downloaded, you can actually exchange it for another one. They want you to be happy with your order. If you'd like to get a free audiobook download sign up at audibletrial.com slash paleorunner you'll get a free audiobook download that you can keep regardless of whether you continue with the service or not so go to audibletrial.com slash paleorunner thanks for listening